0: The Five-Star Zone with Rico Beard.
1: All right, guys, you know what? A lot's been going on. You get a second version of the Five-Star Zone for this week. And because, you know, Coach K retires, or at least he announced his retirement after we recorded the show for this week. So I told Evan, you know, let's come in. Let's let's give the people a little bit because I think that's significant enough news with a little bit of local flavor. So, Evan, I, I appreciate you jumping back in. Oh, absolutely, and when I saw that, I mean,
0: you knew his time was coming up. I just didn't expect it yesterday, and the videos that came from that press conference, I don't know, is that a tradition with Duke to play that song or something that when he came out, I don't even know the name.
1: That that woman in blue is just so into this song.
0: Loving it, and arm pumping, and... Everybody was clapping, and I'm like, "This must be a Duke thing that I don't know about." But that was a weird press conference, wasn't it?
1: It was. It just shows you the lines that are blurred between media and fans. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping that's a family member who just happened to be there. And I'm gonna guess person in the media because that's why it's why you're seeing like the NFL saying we really don't need to do stuff because. Honestly, any Yahoo with a website and a fan can say, oh, I'm a media member now. No, you're, you're a fan with a website. You're not real media.
0: Yeah, but, just because you put a blog and you put a pro team's name next to it doesn't mean that you're a journalist all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're trying to – we're seeing that. Now. I'm beginning to question a lot of the uh, air quote Michigan media after some of the stuff coming out of Ann Arbor.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. we can I touch see. on that after Coach yeah.
1: K. Yeah, you're not seeing anything, but yeah, Coach K – Decides to hang it up, but he he doesn't quit right away. He's going to do a farewell tour, which I guess is kind of cool because Michigan State's going to be a part of that tour.
0: And that's not ACC Big Ten either. That's just kind of a rescheduling from last year, correct? Uh, Or they agreed to do the home-and-home because instead of playing at Madison Square Garden, they went down to Duke?
1: No, 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 no. I think that's part of – that may be a part of the ACC Big Ten.
0: And that's how they schedule it then? Okay. I,
1: I don't know exactly how that happened because, no, it, it wasn't.
0: I thought that they were playing at a neutral no, no. site.
1: Last year's game was the Champions Classic. Right. But they, they scheduled to play next season at the Breslin Center. I guess since Michigan State had to go to Duke, Tom was like, well, hey, if that's the case, can, can, can we get you guys to come back?
0: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, it had something to do with that. But that would be cool. I mean, Pack Stadium. I mean, how many opposing fans care for Coach K is my my thought? Like, Not, None. None of them. I mean, people
1: respect him. Sure. Everybody likes him because they think he's a whiner. They think he gets away with stuff. They think that Duke has found a way to circumvent cheating that nobody will talk about it. Right. Well, they almost, like, get the Michigan football-type treatment, like, Nobody will talk badly about Duke basketball, ever. Ever. I mean, Coach, I mean, uh, Dickie V, he, oh. I thought he was going to be at the press conference crying.
0: He may have been, and they just didn't show him. And but I mean,
1: he, <laughs> he broke down, and he was like, I can't come out there. Just, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Coach K. I let you down. Uh, Does he dye his hair, or you think that's natural? Coach K? Yeah, I mean. Man, he's 70
0: years old. That's what I'm saying. He has to dye it. What, what do you think? He has to, because I was looking at it yesterday, and I'm. I'm like, man, good for him.
1: Yeah, it's it's one of those things that if he stops, it's going to be like that sudden change with like Matt Shepard. Like,
0: oh! Yeah, or he'll look like Dean Smith.
1: Right, so, (laughs) yeah. But, yeah, speaking of like when when Roy Williams called it quits, you started wondering what's going to happen with all the other coaches. Coach K is going to do the farewell tour. Yeah. John Shire is going to take over. That's his number one assistant, the associate head coach. A lot of people are like, who the hell is he? He played for Duke. The the reason why. Won a national title at Duke. He's going to be there because everybody freaks out. He's the recruiter. Coach K ain't hitting the road.
0: No, they say he's responsible for Jason Tatum and Zion going there.
1: He goes out. He lands the big fish. You want to keep this thing going, you keep him, and you make him the head coach because it's like, well, what about all these other guys? What about, you know. What about Tommy Amaker? What about. Uh, oh,
0: we've Collins? seen Tommy about, Amaker before. He right. doesn't work.
1: What about Wojo? What,
0: what about all these? Wojo guys? was just fired from Marquette.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, you got uh, what, Collins at Northwestern. Yeah. Like, here's the thing it's Duke, it's a standard. Shire's going to get the recruits to come there. Now, if it doesn't work out, then maybe he's a band aid and you go after bigger fish a little Absolute. bit later. Absolutely.
0: And I think, I think he can relate well, too, because he's been there. He was a four year player at Duke. Yeah. You know, he played big minutes as a freshman. He was a gigantic recruit coming out of high school. He's been there. He's done it all. And I actually want to applaud them for hiring a 30-something-year-old coach.
1: Yeah, because he may become the next hot thing. Yeah. Here's what happens. Fans seem to think that when their coach leaves, if it's the NBA, you're going to go out, you're going to get Popovich, you're going to get, you know, Pat Riley. Like, fans are silly. Oh, well, why can't we just go out and get this coach? Because that coach has a job right now, and he's not coming to coach your team. No. And the same in football. You see it all the time where fans get so disappointed, but we didn't get our guy. Yeah, I applaud them for going out and getting him. I, I, I remember, Evan, I was a grad student at MSU when Izzo got the job, and people freaked out.
0: People Worked out okay for him. They
1: wanted Perry Watson. Perry Watson was the hot name. He was the Michigan assistant he was then linked with the Fab 5 and if you if you're Michigan's I remember here if you're Michigan state you're never going to get any place unless you go out and recruit these all these kids from Detroit and all of this stuff and we need Perry Watson who is this Tom Izzo guy
0: you know mm-hmm. Izzo
1: Izzo how do you pronounce it it works let's just say well and sometimes
0: you want well okay for any program whether it's pro or college you want a guy that's going to be there for a minute And this is a kid that breathes Duke. You know, Duke is his life. I don't think he would ever go anywhere else. That's his dream job. And if he's successful,
1: he'll go to the NBA. That's probably the other thing. Maybe
0: a Brad Stevens-type deal 10 years from now.
1: But, yeah, for right now, if you're Duke, if you can continue the high level that you're playing, he's the guy that brings in recruits. He's the guy that connects with people. He knows how to get the top names to Duke. It's what Duke had to do, and they they made the smart.
0: Do you think that they take a step back kind of like Carolina did when Dean Smith walked away and uh, Doherty came in there before they got Roy Williams? They took a step back. They may. I
1: mean, that's And a did. step
0: back for them is finishing fifth in the ACC. You know what I mean? You may. He came at a good time because Duke sucked last year. They did.
1: They did the tournament.
0: Yeah, so did Carolina. A lot of ACC
1: teams weren't exactly so what they had If you're going to make the transition, make it now. I'm sure, you know, Duke will be a lot better because you're going to be able to have the Cameron Crazies. As I told you before, guys, I do think that the lack of crowd at the venues for Duke and Kentucky and MSU aided in the amount or the lack of success that the teams had. Absolutely. It's not the only reason. No, but you you saw it all across sports. Right. Those were hornet's nests. When you, you walked into those arenas, you were already down 10, 15 points. Yeah. And then you had to battle your way back. It's funny because now you're looking at Tom Izzo. You're looking at Jim Beheim, because they're kind of on that next tier of coach. You're up there and you're in your 60s. Are you in this for the long
0: haul? Well, I saw Izzo did an a interview with Tiki and Tierney, I think, and he said he's not going anywhere. I mean, that guy's going to be here at least five more years, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, but it was funny because he also said in, this, I think, the same interview that they were all on a conference call that morning, all the top coaches and he was like, yeah, Coach K wasn't himself. He, he wasn't – I couldn't put my finger on it, but he didn't sound the same. It, it, it just was different. And then later that morning, he just comes out and says, I'm done. So, your Izzo, I think he Izzo's still chasing that second title. That's
0: what I'm thinking, and he's not about to step away now.
1: But if there's a mass exodus off of his team, I think that could persi- persi- precipitate him leaving. Like, all of a sudden, you know what, this transfer rule is really kicking me in the butt, and seven players decide they're going to jump into the transfer portal. Now I think he's going to kind of say, I don't know, because he's looking at John Beeline, who we just talked about. That's what I was going to say. He's going to take
0: that as an example where I don't have to do that anymore.
1: Beeline said, told Tom that that was one of the reasons why. Like, college basketball is about to change, guys. I don't have time for this. I don't want to do this. Beeline has found his way into a nice job with the Pistons. Yeah. Bayheim, like I said, Syracuse, the same thing. How much do you want to put up with this? Because it's not only do you now have to recruit, which they hated, but it's with the transfers. you got to keep recruiting your own player. I mean, think about it. Everybody was worried when Gabe Brown took all the MSU stuff off of his social media accounts. Is Gabe leaving? Is Gabe transferring? Rocket did walk out the door. That was probably the big one. Like there and Foster Lawyer, I think people wanted that to happen.
0: They, oh, they totally did. But and you Gabe know what? Br- and
1: it's better for them. Yeah, but Gabe Brown had people holding their breath like, oh, my God. You know, I don't know what went on behind the scenes because the last time you saw them, they had that altercation at halftime sure. in the play-in game with, uh, against UCLA. So now it's like if you're an old-school coach, you can't do old-school coaching. No. You can't sit there and berate a player. You can't, because this guy can easily say, you know what, I can go across the street. They're going to treat me a lot better than how you're treating me. So for Izzo, it's going to be something, which also leads to the question, who's going to be the heir apparent? I think a lot like Duke, and a lot of people are upset, and I really don't know why, but it's Dwayne Stevens. Dwayne Stevens is there, and kind of like John Shire at Duke, Stevens is the guy responsible for a A lot of the big names that Michigan state has gotten from the miles bridges to the Jaron Jackson's to the Xavier Tillman's Stevens was the guy behind the scenes, bringing those big names to campus and the max Christie guy could five star coming in out of Chicago. That was Stevens. Now kind of like Shire, will it work as him being the head guy? Because we know he can recruit, but like Shire, I'm willing to give him a chance. A lot of state fans. Oh, we need a big name in here. Like, maybe you got the guy already sitting on the bench.
0: Well, that and you already have a culture built within Michigan State basketball, and it's not going to skip a beat when or if he would take over for Tom Izzo. But they do have to make a, a coaching announcement soon. You know, who's going to replace Dane Fife?
1: I think they did that already.
0: I don't think they have.
1: I think that, yeah, they, they 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 promoted Wojcik. Doug Wojcik is now an assistant coach. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, he was like the recruiting He was,
0: a, yeah, a video guy to a recruiting coordinator. They, and,
1: and Austin Thornton just got the video coordinator job this morning. Did he? Okay. Yeah. So Austin Thornton, former Spartan, coming back. He's the video coordinator. Uh, Doug Wojcik is now just an assistant coach. Right. And he took Dane Fife's place. You still got uh, Garland there. Because you can have as many assistant coaches as you want. Okay.
0: It's, it's a matter like of how much it, you want to pay,
1: right? It's how much you want to pay. I think only, uh, I think only three or four can actually hit the road. Okay. But you can have as many as you want on the stat. You can have assistant coach for every player if you so desire. Oh, well, and it's funny that you
0: bring up the recruiting that, you know, he Stevens is the one that's going out talking with the kids more so than Tom Izzo. not that Tom Izzo isn't doing it. But if, if you think about it, go look at college football, big, Big deals are made when they get new recruiting coordinators. I know Michigan just got one, and Michigan State has their new guy, and and you're like, okay, well, that makes sense. And you don't think about it with college basketball because you're recruiting, what, four kids a year maybe, five? Right. right. But, yes, you do need somebody that has a has a name, has cachet walking in. And, and I think you're right. Like, the big-name college coaches from our childhood or when we were younger – they're becoming dinosaurs, and they're becoming extinct. They so your next coach, you want to get a an young and up-and-coming guy.
1: Somebody with some energy, somebody who can be in for the grind. Like Izzo still hits the road. You'll sure. Still, you'll still see him. at Coach K wasn't hitting the
0: road. No, you'll see Izzo at these big-time basketball yeah. games, sitting courtside. Yeah, yeah. You always
1: know when it, Izzo's it's a serious recruit, I'm telling you.
0: If he's at their game. No, no,
1: when he has on the leather bomber jacket.
0: You know what he does? Oh, he loves that thing. That,
1: that's his lucky jacket.
0: It's funny. I, uh, Doug Carr, she has a, a brown leather coat. And if you've ever seen a photo of Mike cart interviewed after the Little Brother game, Doug's interviewing him in this coat. And I'm always like, dude, that's a power coat. You need to wear it more often.
1: Yeah, that is a where's the bomber jacket.
0: That, yes, I've his, seen it.
1: That's his recruiting jacket. So That's yeah. so
0: good. I mean, it's so good. And I'm so excited. And it is the end of an era but I think you're gonna see more good things happen in college basketball with these young guys because it's hard for a seventy year old right now to relate with a seventeen year old. There's nothing think about it. This guy grew up without color TV, his phone was on the wall. Like all things that kids don't yeah, know mean, about. Right.
1: I mean, we all know Izzo hates social media.
0: Oh yeah. But at least Dwayne Stevens can go in
1: there. I right, have Twitter, Stevens, come right. check it out. Yeah, he's got, I got an account. I can follow you. Yep. I can see what you're doing. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a changing in the guards where you're going to see a, a new Mount Rushmore type coaches. Yeah. You're going to see, you know, uh, the, the, Jay Wright. Or or Beard. Where, Chris Beard. Where's his new job? Texas? He's at yeah. Texas.
0: Like, people like that, the young 40-year-old coach yeah. instead of your Tony 65-year-old.
1: Bennett, yeah. yeah. Where well, Bennett, I think Bennett and Wright will probably be the new heads of class.
0: Oh, I think Jay Wright's already up there as it is. I you mean, know what I'm saying,
1: but I think Jay Wright becomes he'll be, Coach K.
0: Yes, he'll be 1A I when got, it comes to.
1: No, he'll be 1 because I got multiple titles, and the rest of you guys got nothing.
0: So, yeah, and I did it at Villanova, and you're like, who the hell is Villanova? And Villanova was nothing to me until he started winning. Right. Now, Villanova in the 80s was something, but between 90 and what, 2010? In the 80s weren't something.
1: Villanova in the 80s is still... Villanova, when they won the national title, is still the lowest seed to win a national or the highest seed to win a national. See, title. I think of they were eight. They were eight seed. Kerry Kittles go there. Yeah.
0: OK, that's who I think of. And that's what? 2000. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Villanova wasn't Villanova until Jay Wright got there and started doing this stuff. Yeah. He put them on the map and he's maintained it, yeah. which is crazy because they don't they don't have stars. Admit it. They don't. There's no big guy that's going to the NBA that's going to change a team. No. There isn't. I mean, DiVincenzo's a very nice player, but he's a role player in the NBA, but he'll light you up on a college floor.
1: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and, it, and it's crazy. But we saw it in the national title game. Kid was pulling up from everywhere and just canning it, and that's where college basketball is special, that you can have guys like that dominate and win a national Sadiq title. Sadiq Bay, Correct. Exactly.
1: Sadiq Bay came here and, yeah, he you know he, he's doing some stuff. They like, they don't produce superstars. No,
0: but they're gonna get you the best damn role player you could ever ask for. So
1: yeah, so that, that that's what's going on. So yeah, for MSU, I guess Izzo says he's gonna stick around. Um, I'm gonna be up on campus this weekend, so I'm gonna.
0: Oh, Thomas said hi. I'm
1: gonna see if I can get him to come on. If not, I just may tape something with him.
0: And we'll okay, the then if you team. do, ask one question for me. When do you identify that that kid can play for you? And what I mean by that, take the criticism, take the yelling. A lot of kids can't take that anymore. A lot of kids couldn't take it when I was going. But there has to be a moment where Tom sees a kid and he's like, he can handle it.
1: You know what? That's a great question.
0: Because I wonder when he, because I'm sure if, there's. If we get him on the air, I'll let you
1: ask it. Cool. If not, I'll, I'll ask that question. Because
0: if there back has back. to be kids that he's walked into their living room and he's like, he can't handle it whether it's a five-star or a three-star, there are certain people that can take yelling to make you better. Other no, kids I, take it, and it ruins everything. I
1: think that's the reason why they stopped recruiting Brandon Johns Jr. Okay. Because I don't think that Brandon could
0: handle it. It's, it and it's not a and matter they, of being a wuss or right. whatever it is. It's just some kids, they people dropped, in general.
1: Ironically they, enough, they dropped Brandon, and they went after Gabe Brown, who showed that he could handle it. Literally, in front of the world, showed, Well, I'm not taking your stuff, Tom. Well, and
0: I think Tom appreciates it when a player gives it back with a reason. Not he did it, he did it, blaming others, but saying, I know what I did. Right. I know. So let me go, right. and we'll work on it somewhere else.
1: And uh, real quick, speaking of recruiting coordinator, Saeed Khalif is now official at yep. Michigan State. He's the recruiting coordinator. He came from Wisconsin. Uh, Scott Allego went to back to Kansas and left that vacancy. Uh, Saeed played in the NFL. But the big thing that state fans would like to know is he improved Wisconsin recruiting. He was there at Wisconsin for five years. The last three years, he put Wisconsin either in the top 20 of recruiting or, like, right outside the top 20. Well, they uh, produce. Wisconsin is normally
0: fifty. Well, oh, yeah, because they're getting their cornbread big ass right.
1: dudes that are but with no said, name. But we got to get if we want to win, if we want to go to the playoffs, we got to get better in recruiting. And Wisconsin got better in recruiting, and I think you're going to see that. The fact that heck, they had a QB that was good, he got hurt, the backup came in and forced the other QB. He's oh. going to be at uh, Notre Dame. Yeah, look
0: at the, just their offense. I mean, it's running back you, right? I offensive mean, offensive lineman and running back you. It's crazy. I mean, or even look at Cephas who's playing with the lions who is a late round pick, but I think he's going to have himself a career in the NFL. So
1: yeah. Tucker is showing that. Yeah. He's going balls to the walls. He's going all in for when it comes to recruiting, bringing in a guy who has success at another big 10 school.
0: So yeah, it's crazy to think because I mean, Wisconsin is almost at the top of that mountain where Michigan state is still climbing up. It's, it's almost promising to see that a guy would go from
1: such a successful place to a team that's building well, yeah because Wisconsin has it locked up on the because I look at them on the west side West division is almost like the cousins like you you're not a part of the Big Ten East because Big Ten East is Ohio State it's Penn State it's Michigan Wisconsin it's, it's them it's you
0: and maybe Iowa
1: maybe Northwestern's gonna give them a run here and there but it's Wisconsin right
0: that's Wisconsin. why they're always in those big Ten title
1: games yeah so he's coming here so, Michigan State adds uh, Saeed Khalif as the new, what's his official title? Uh, Michigan State football director of player personnel. Yeah. But basically. He's recruiting. recruiting. Yeah, he's. And then for the, those who, you know, he, he the, the role that Curtis Blackwell had. Yeah. I
0: mean, he's essentially his. their GM. He's identifying players, and right. it's up to the coach to go recruit him and so on and so forth. And then. I don't, I don't know if you planned on this, but I got to ask. We got to talk about what Harbaugh said yesterday. Do we, do we have time? Or? Well, we can do it quickly. We can do it quickly. In my opinion, he should have said no comment.
1: He should have said no comment. He should have did what John Jansen has done at this station and say legally I can't touch this, I can't talk about this. What Jim Harbaugh did yesterday was the most tone-deaf thing I've seen in a long time. What Jim Harbaugh did yesterday at that impromptu press conference was the same dumb things that John Engler did During the next stuff, where he would just go out there and just butcher it. And you just wanted to say, John, no, stick to the script. And you know, they told Jim Harbaugh what to say. And he went off cuff because no way are you going to insult the guy who I dress up like every day for Halloween. And he, I mean, he definitively said basically, Bo knew nothing.
0: And And if if he he did, did, he would have put his foot down in a timely manner.
1: In a timely manner before the sun went down. No. You hired an outside independent agency who said Bo knew, and he did nothing. You know how I know he did nothing? Because the doctor wasn't fired. Right. Okay? Certain things you don't sanction somebody for. Okay. You, You screwed up. You gave somebody the wrong prescription. Okay. I can sanction you for that. Yep. Yeah. You're known as Dr. Drop Your Pants. Gotta
0: let you go. And it's just, like you said, it's tone deaf. I mean, because you're discrediting people that went through a horrible situation that nobody would ever
1: ask for you. You would want on your worst enemy, right? If I had a bell, I'd be ringing it right now. The the fact that you took the time to defend Bo to the nth degree, and not once did you say you feel sorry for the victim. Exactly.
0: It's an awful situation that I wish never happened at my beloved university. We,
1: We failed them, and I don't care if it's one or two. That's one or two too many. He could have gone that road. He could have said, yeah, that wasn't the bow that I knew. But,
0: but I, I didn't see everything. But I don't
1: I don't know everything about him, and it's a shame that this happened under his watch and, you know,
0: nothing. Instead, Play the 50 road if you want to and just say, listen, it's a horrible thing that came out against our university. Right. It's a shame that it has to do with the coach that I looked at as not only a father figure. Then he wants to say his dad was on the staff and he was a player. But you, Nobody but yet cares. again, for that thirty-five seconds that you spoke on it, just said, "I'm here to talk about our football team right now." There's a day and a time for that, and right now is not the time.
1: Guys, I got no comment, or just you know what? It's it's a shame, and this is not something that Michigan should. be. We're not proud of this, and we're going to try to handle this the best way possible.
0: And, and and I get it. It is kind of a lose lose for no, no Harbaugh.
1: It's, it's not a lose lose. You're the face of Michigan. Let's. Well, people. Well, he's the no. No, he it, is it's the reason why you were making so much money before they reduced your salary.
0: There's a reason why when the like CBS puts out all the mascots,
1: they use a photo of him. Right. Because you could have come out and you you should have did better. And I know that the PR department got with him had to, have, right? Jim, they're going to ask you this question. This is what you say, but instead he defended Bo. He 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 went up on that hill and said Bo if Bo knew anything, he would have handled it.
0: Well, and, and rightfully so, you stick up for a guy that you always looked up to.
1: I get it. But if, like... Are we still doing that now? But Because I mean, it reminded me of the Joe Pa people. It reminded me of the Bill Cosby people. Oh, well,
0: absolutely. Because I was going to say, imagine if, if it happened, like, something like that came out about me, right? And you're like, well, that's not the guy I knew. Well, you only know me during work hours. Right. You know I, what I mean?
1: Yeah, not saying that I ever did no, anything but, like that. No, no. Every, but, you're right. If people have... Things that they do that people are like, really? You do? Like, the other day when we found out, Mike, deep sea fishes. Like,
0: really? Really? Yeah, I'm surprised by that one, I've too. I've known
1: you for 20 years, never seen a fish at your house.
0: But exactly. You don't know what goes on behind closed doors. You don't know what happens when you leave the office. You don't know this with your coworkers, you know? And that's why companies do background checks, because they want to see what you are when you aren't in front of them, yeah. right? And it's just – it's a sad situation. It's a horrible situation that you'd never want to see, and it seems like it's happening at a lot of major universities. And so right now the best way to do is to side with the people that had to go through these awful situations. That's who you should be backing, the people that had to deal with it. What was it, 800 people came out and said it? One or two, I understand that maybe you could be like – maybe they're looking for something else, right? It's kind of like the Deshaun Watson thing. One or two things happened – but now when it's 25, right. you start to say, okay, maybe there's a bigger problem here that we eight, didn't eight, know.
1: 800 means yeah, you, and you just can't sit there. And,
0: and, and I mean, you've had former NHL guys come out, NFL guys come out. And, and they're like, well, they're grown men and they should have handled. You don't know what to do in that situation. A 17-year-old boy or 18-year-old year old boy is not a grown man. No,
1: no, it's the worst thing. And because those are the people you should trust, No, your teachers
0: and your doctors,
1: society has more sympathy for women and children. Absolutely. If you're, if you're I get a, that. if you're a man, well, you could have just fought him. You could have just stepped up and did whatever. But you don't know because right. it's, a, it's a person that you trusted who violated your trust.
0: Like, OK, for instance, now, this is not comparing apples to apples. I understand it. When I busted my finger, I went to the doctor. She's telling me all this stuff. And I'm like, just tell me what I need to do, because you're the doctor, and I trust what... Right. Now, but that's how most people are with their doctors, aren't it they? Yeah. I mean, if you even look back at the Nasser case, they didn't see it wrong in that exact moment. They knew something was wrong, but no, they didn't you, know what. Evan, you're
1: right, because when you read the report, you're thinking...
0: How Wait, would you go back?
1: You, you guys didn't see how wrong this was, but they were trusting.
0: Even the parents and everything. Yeah, and I'm not there's the no room. blame on the people that went through it. Some of the
1: parents were in the room when
0: it was happening. And you just because you trust those people. Like I said, you're you're born and bred to trust doctors and teachers, right? Yeah. Other than that, you don't trust anybody, right? You're always skittish.
1: Doctors, teachers, and priests. And-
0: exactly. Yeah. And all three of them guess what? Yeah. They're human. Yeah they're going to make wrong choices they're going to make questionable choices not all of them but there's bad seeds no matter where you look yeah that and, was, and that it's was, just a it's a it's that, disappointing
1: that that was a major disappointment he he had an opportunity to do something and he failed
0: miserably and it's just it's a bad look and it's a black eye there's you know already is, a black eye it is
1: but it goes back to what I said earlier it's not like the media in Detroit going to say anything about it no the things will get swept under the rug you, you won't see articles like you saw tom izzo was at his press conference and i remember he uttered the phrase i hope they get the right guy yep he got roasted for uttering that one phrase Whoa. what do you mean they hope you don't think he did it and and people dissected that you I, evan if that happened
0: at Michigan State, that sound mind, sound body co- camp that everybody was at with that Ferris, ESPN is there, right? Because ESPN was sending reporters to Michigan State basketball games to ask these questions that did not pertain to a basketball game.
1: Because people like it or not, people are afraid of Michigan. They're afraid of the repercussions.
0: I don't know why
1: they're afraid of what Jim Harbaugh. They don't want him on their Listen, bad side.
0: I get it. There's relationships to be had with certain media people, and we have relationships here at 97 on the ticket with the Red Wings, the Lions, the Tigers, the Pistons. But guess what? Something happens, we're writing that story because it's in the news, it's out there.
1: Nope, I got you, man.
0: And it's just, it's crazy because what are they giving you? Michigan doesn't care about the media. Barely
1: something because nobody will write. Uh, Trust me. What we said on our show yesterday, me and Mike, and this podcast, probably would be half the things said or written over this next weekend.
0: Okay. Probably. it's just, it's just And this isn't even a Michigan hate thing. If this was Michigan State and Mel Tucker having to go through it, I would say the same exact thing. I said the same thing when it happened with Michigan State. It's horrible. It's there, awful. Yeah, and, and if they had something that. to do with it, if D'Antonio or, or Izzo knew that this was happening within the gymnastics department and they knew they should have been gone that day.
1: Go back and you can. For the, before I got here, if you don't believe me, you can listen to old Spartan beats that I did, and I ripped everybody who had anything to do with this. I kept Englers, Needs, to Go. Yes. And All yeah, the trustees, Joel, you guys. Well,
0: you're, because you're out of touch. you say it a hundred times, and we've heard the cliche in sports you play for what's on front of your chest and not what's on your back. But those kids aren't only representing the 12 that's playing on a basketball field or a basketball court or the 100 that are playing on a football field. They're representing 20,000 that are at that school and then hundreds of thousands that represent that school across the nation that graduated, that took pride in that degree, that took pride in their four, five, six years that they were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not representing a football team or a basketball team. You're representing a university. It's not pro football. He blew it. He That's did. Just,
1: he, flat out, he blew it. Sorry, so What you got for me,
0: man? You know what? I don't even think a question's worth it. I mean, my main question was about Harbaugh because I wanted to touch on it since we didn't get to. Um, so that was it. But
1: All right. Well, we'll be back for a full version of the five-star zone later this week. And, um, yeah, for those on Apple, you're getting it uh, easily. For those who have droid phones, yeah, sorry for making you work a little bit harder. Yeah, just keep going to
0: our website, 971theticket.com, for all of our podcasts. It will be up there shortly. I promise I am
1: working on it. It's just a little bit out of my control. So we'll be working on that. Uh, for Evan, I'm Rico. We'll be back next week. Thanks for listening.